Welcome to the podcast on South Africa's history. I'll do my best to try and present an overview of some of the most important points of the history of South Africa. The history of South Africa is long and bloody. We'll start with 1652. This is the year that Dutch settlers came to the coast of South Africa called Cape Town. And in 1652, the Dutch were involved in what is called the East Indian trade. So they were traveling to India for the spice trade. And establishing a place in Cape Town enabled the Dutch to get fresh supplies for their ships before sailing to India. So we can say that the Dutch sort of discovered Cape Town in 1652, but of course there were actually people there already. And these were the natives, the black people of South Africa. So this later developed into South Africa being colonized by the Dutch. And um, of course the native tribes in South Africa tried to fight the Dutch colonizers, in a series of bloody rebellions. And all all in all, the history of South Africa is long and bloody, and it's marked by occupation, by resistance, by oppression, and this um, difficult relationship between the native black people and the uh, white colonizers. Um, The white people, um, the Dutch first, and then later the British. But first here, South Africa becomes a Dutch colony. But we can say in the beginning, this was not what we could call a jewel in the crown of the Dutch empire. South Africa was sort of a scarcely populated farmland with a lot of competing uh, different tribes within the black population. It was not until later that they found diamonds, they found gold in South Africa. And suddenly, it seemed like South Africa was headed for prosperity and wealth. Gold and diamonds, this was very interesting for the British. And we must remember, at this time in history, the British Empire is the biggest empire in the entire world. And the British, they were very interested in getting a hold of the gold and the diamonds in South Africa. So the British, they thought for themselves, hmm, we'll have little trouble with a few Dutch farmers in South Africa. Um, and, And this part is a bit confusing, but the Dutch farmers and the descendants of the original Dutch settlers are called Afrikaners. And they also speak the language of Afrikaan. And Afrikaan language is a development of Dutch spoken by the original Dutch settlers. And it's a mix of Dutch with loan words from French, from English, from German, and other African languages. So, the British seized control, they took control of um, South Africa, and the Dutch moved north and formed what is called the Boer Republics. So a Boer is the name of a white farmer that descends from the original Dutch settlers. So suddenly we have the British who come and seize control of South Africa from the Dutch. 
And this leads to what is called the Boer Wars between um, the British and the Dutch ruled parts of South Africa. And the Boers, that is the Dutch, the Afrikaners, so these are the descendants of the original Dutch settlers, they were the ones who started the war, fighting against, protesting against, uh, against the British rule, but the British won the war. So this was the Boer Wars. Then later in 1910, the Union of South Africa is formed when the British and the Boer regions are finally united. So this is the first part of um, South African history. Okay, so now we talked about the fact that South Africa was first colonized by the Dutch and then by the British. Now we'll talk about the rise of apartheid. Apartheid was implemented in South Africa in 1948. And this is the system of racial segregation in South Africa. It's kind of like uh, the Jim Crow laws that we know from America, the social customs and political laws in Southern, in Southern America in the first half of the 20th century. But apartheid in South Africa, it's much, it's much more centralized and it's formalized by law. And uh, apartheid is an African word meaning apartheid, so being apart. Um, so it's the system of racial segregation uh, which determined everything in your life based on your race category. Um, so apartheid is implemented after the election of the National Party in 1948. And the National Party is the Dutch, very Dutch party. So you could say it's Dutch, it's what we call Boer, the African, and it's nationalistic. Um, sort of fight for your right to be white is one of their slogans, right? Fight for your right to be white. So it's this national party is the Dutch party and it's playing on the fears of the black majority. So they get elected and this means that now we have apartheid in South Africa. <clears throat> and apartheid, um, as I mentioned, uh, determines everything in your life where you could work, where you could go to school, what you could work as, who you could interact with, um, where you could sit in public transport, where you could go to the bathroom. Everything uh, falls under the umbrella of apartheid. Um, and, the, for example, the Population Registration Act is an act that determines which race category you fell into and this can determine everything as i said for example one of the first thing is this population registration registration act which determines where you can live based on your race so south africa is divided into different districts and depending on on your race and depending on the tribes the different tribes within these categories people are 
divided into smaller sections into different districts and they can only live um, in these particular districts. There are other laws, for example, the pass laws. Um, and this means that uh, the black people of South Africa have to carry a passport uh, every time they, they move uh, around in South, uh, within South Africa. And there's also, for example, a prohibi uh, um, prohibition of mixed marriage act. It's also an immorality act. And this is a ban of interracial marriage. Um, so, for example, the fact that we, we heard about Trevor Noah, the fact that his parents weren't allowed to be together is a direct result of this prohibition of mixed marriage act. So this is an immorality act banning interracial marriages and sexual relationships, of course. So everywhere we can see that apartheid, this separateness, is being enforced. Okay, as a reaction to apartheid, we have another political party forming, and this is a resistance group to the new government, and it's called African um, National Congress. And during this period, you know, uh, in India, we have sort of uh, some of the same things happening, and Gandhi in India is a very important figure, and he sort of sends a message to the people in South Africa saying there is a way to fight the British oppressors. There's a way to fight the system. Um, and within the African National Congress, uh, we have a youth league, which is much more proactive, much more aggressive, much more militant. And uh, we have a young, um, charismatic uh, leading figure of the youth league of African National Congress, and this is Nelson Mandela. Okay, so now we talked about apartheid being implemented in 1948, following the election of the National, um, National Party, which was the Dutch Party, who played on the fears of the black majority in South Africa. And when they, uh, when they were elected, then apartheid was implemented. And then we have the, the African National Congress Party, which was the resistance group to this new government. And we had the young, charismatic Nelson Mandela becoming the leading figure of the Youth League of the African National Congress Party, which was, which was much, much more proactive and much more aggressive. <clears throat> and we talked about the fact that Nelson Mandela is sent to prison in 1962. And this is following um, a series of protests against apartheid. Um, for example, we have the Sharpeville massacre in 1960. And this was a pro protest against apartheid in which 69 black people were shot and killed by the police and hundreds of black people were wounded. And this resulted in the African National Congress being banned from South Africa. So this political party was no longer legal. It was prohibited. After Nelson Mandela is sent to prison, there are uh, a series of uprisings and uh, protests against the government 
and against uh, apartheid. We have, for example, the Soweto uprising in 1976. Um, this is a series of demonstrations led by black school children, so by children. And the school children were protesting because the Dutch, uh, the descendants of the Dutch from the Dutch, the, the Afrikaners, wanted they wanted Afrikaans, so this language, um, uh, which is a development from Dutch, they wanted this language to become the main language of school instruction. So a way for them to uh, stay in control and to enforce uh, their rule um, by forcing the black school children to speak their language, Afrikaans. So during the Soweto uprising, um, a lot of the black school children were pro protesting and a lot of them were shot and killed. So um, this difficult relationship uh, continues, the demonstrations against the government continue. And finally, in 1990, Mandela is released from prison. And this is also following pressure from um, an international pressure from other countries. So 1990, Mandela is released and he becomes the first black president in South Africa in the period from 1994 to 1999. And this will mark the end of apartheid in South Africa.